for us, the biggest problem is we kind of subscribe to the, the ready, fire, aim strategy. And along the way, you'll find that your aim just gets steadier. And so I think entrepreneurs have this issue where they just want to jump into everything. So we had to fall back and become laser focused on certain things that we need to do in order to level up, right? This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. What's up, everybody? This is Chris Craddock with REI Revive, and I am so excited to be back here with you with um, somebody who had started off as a student of mine and now has become a friend. And frankly, I just... I love chatting with him. I love seeing how he thinks because he definitely thinks differently about a lot of stuff than I think. And so it's just fun to see his progress, see how he's going. And, uh, you know, just also just getting to be buds as well over the uh, last couple months. So with that said, Ryan, share with us a little bit about yourself. I know you've had just like some, you know, what, what is it? Darren Hardy wrote the, the book, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. I know you've yeah. been on that roller coaster. And I just love seeing your story, seeing the things that you've learned and, and how you've implemented that for, uh, for success now and future success. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your story. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, Chris, number one. And, but I think highly of you as well. And, and I really appreciate that we've become friends too. So, I mean, I started this journey like, I guess almost four years ago, I've taken a lot of lumps. You know, I was still working in a corporate capacity when I kind of decided to side hustle it, you know? Let me jump in and say something. Like, I also want everybody to know this. Like, Ryan says, I've taken a lot of lumps. One thing that I've learned is when, as you guys are listening to this, just understand one of my mentors said this never trust somebody that doesn't walk with a limp. Okay. So I just want to be, be clear on that. Just because Ryan's taking lumps, I'm taking lumps. Anybody you talk to that is good at what they've done has taken their lumps. So I just want to say this. The best part about what we're about to hear from Ryan is he walks with a limp. So you know that he's been through it. So anyway, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, when I started, I was virtually wholesaling because I was in California. And I started in the Houston market and uh, got into a bad partnership there. Not, not a bad one, just there wasn't a lot of experience and there weren't a lot of activities happening different from everybody. And so <laughs> that one kind of ended, we got one wholesale deal and then just kind of ended it, right? And then I got into another partnership pretty quickly right after that with some people that didn't know what they were doing, but they their focus wasn't probably on that business because they had other ones too. And so it wasn't really a super amicable kind of situation. So got out of that. And I was like, why do I need people? I learned so much over that probably two and a half, three years that I was like, why do I need other people? And so I decided to go it on my own again and get a lot of coaching this time. Right. So, and it, it took me what, two and a half, three years of spending a bunch of money and bad partnerships to realize like it's way easier just to pay people for the knowledge. And so started this one up literally almost a, a year ago now um, this business and then come may of this year i actually got you know laid off from my corporate job which which was okay because it was kind of that safety net out from under the trapeze to really see what i could do and so at that point i just went all in 
Uh, I think I started with you shortly after that. And um, I also started with, you know, some other mentors and coaches. And since then, just trying to just destroy everything in my path, I guess, on the way. But actually, Good destruction. Good destruction. Yeah, good destruction. <laughs> but I think uh, I went the epitome of all in. I literally sold everything I, I owned or gave it away and got an RV and moved into my territory because it's really tough to do. I'm, a, I'm an NP person, kind of, uh, I guess, salesperson, right? That's what I've always been. So I'm living in an RV in my area. And now I'm in an office at least, right? But it's been a, it's been a really fun ride. Well, that is amazing. So what, what was it? Was it Cortez? Who was it who burned the ships, right? Like, yeah, I think it was, I was at Cortez. I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, there, were, there was a general, literally they landed and uh, then everybody gets off and he burns the ships so that nobody had the choice of leaving and retreating. So Ryan, what I love about it is like sold everything, jumps in an RV and heads into the market. I think that's anyway, I, as an all in kind of guy, like I only know two speeds, like, like full throttle and uh, <laughs> not at all. And so I love seeing that. And, but let's, let's dive into uh, just a couple things here. So what you learned in the first place was it was massive and perfect action, right? So that, that got you moving and you got deals done and, and things were happening there. But the problem that you were having, and, and honestly, with that business partnership, you probably would have figured it out. It may have taken a few years and you might've gone bankrupt in the meantime, but you probably would have figured it out. Um, but in your second iteration of growing and building out the business, what you decided to do was what Tony Robbins says, compress decades into days and find people that have been there, done that, and be able to color by numbers so that you can learn from others and say, okay, I know I'm smart. Like, and you're a really smart guy. So you can figure this stuff out. But in what would take you maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe eight months to figure out, you can take a, a course, get coaching, uh, get into relationship with people that can show you how to do it in a period of a month. And, and get that done. Am I understanding correctly that that was like one of the biggest changes from the first iteration to the second iteration? Yeah, I think everybody's got to eat a little bit of a humble pie is what it is, right? And so hubris kind of as somebody who had worked in a corporate environment and moved up the ladder and those kinds of things kept like stole away from me time of just saying like, why don't I go pay somebody to learn how to do this or or figure out some way to get connected to people that were better at it. And that's what I did. And, and so, you know, I went from the point where not understanding how to do uh, both the wholesaling side of things and then, you know, all the other stuff that comes along with that, when you start getting um, just shiny object syndrome and trying to figure out everything, I went from the point where it would take me three to four months to get a deal to like doing two and three and four in a month wholesale wise. And then you have such this like energy that when we've talked that I was like, I got to do what this guy is doing now, right? I need to monetize some dead leads and, and really just as a business, figure out how to make sure we're squeezing all of the juice out of every orange so that we can make sure we, we get to hire more people, grow, impact more people in our community, that kind of stuff. So the coaching is bar none worth every single penny and more. Now, now, just so that everybody that's listening understands, how long have you been full-time now in the second iteration right now? Uh, since May. So I, don't, I can't even do the math, right? Because it feels like it's gone by in 12 seconds. But We're in October. So what is that? Is that five months? Four months? Uh, five, five, Let's call it four or five months. So like, <laughs> like neither one of us are going to be details in the weeds on this. All right. Four or five months. 
And tell me, how many contracts do you have pending right now? Wholesale deals do you have pending? Uh, nine. Well, I guess we had 10 because I went and actually like literally signed for one myself two days ago. So yeah, nine pending now in the pipeline. So nine pending. And that, that to me, um, just so everybody, if you're listening, one of the most important KPIs, which is called a, a KPI is a key performance indicator, which if you're a business owner, you need to be looking at that is how many pending, because how many pending tells you what's coming in the you know, coming. So again, to get into the like in the weeds, it's it's forecasting the next piece of your business. And so one of the biggest ways that I grew my business was when I could start looking at it. And anytime I had less, like the number that I'm looking at right now is anytime I have less than 60 pending in my business, I know that my numbers are are going to be low coming up in the future, which is then going to impact my dollar figure, the, the money coming in. So that, that's where I'm sitting at all the time. And literally, if it goes below that, which we are below that right now, we're at 49, which tells me, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to make some moves right now. I need to kick some butt, take some names, like start whatever. So that's kind of that, that piece with, with our business where we're looking at that and trying to understand. So Ryan, literally four or five months in is at, you know, nine to 10 pending, which is telling you he's, He's on pace to do over 100 transactions over the next 12 months, the next rolling 12. That is massively, I'm telling you, in the first couple of months, that's a massive, massively amazing win. And it's a huge victory. And only very few people can do that. But part of the reason why he can do that is because he walks with a limp and was willing to learn from other people. For me personally, I just want to be clear. I pay over a hundred grand a year, over six figures every year for masterminds and coaching personally, right? Like I believe in that. I believe that that's the best way forward. And, um, and it's called paying the stupid tax. If you just say, oh, I'm smart enough to figure this out on my own. Well, sure, that, that's fine. But how much longer is it going to take you? It's way more expensive to figure it out on your own than have somebody else teach you how to do it fast. All right. So now we've got that. So we know that Ryan is a smart guy, has gotten everything moving really fast, Over going to do over 100 deals in the next 12 months, and honestly, probably going to double that as he continues to build out his company. But now let's talk about something monetizing those dead leads. This is where Ryan and I got into relationship um, when he joined the REI Revive program, where he's looking to monetize those dead leads because obviously to get 10 a month in, that means there's so many more leads that are coming in. Ryan, how many um, referrals do you have you know, out there right now that are under contract where you're going to be getting paid on? Um, actually listed and under contract? Or just under, like with a listing agreement where you know your KPI is telling you you're going to be getting a, a check here you know, in the next... Yeah. Month. So I think there's nine, but we started that. Like, it's kind of that latency effect, right? I didn't really kick that on until July um, with you when I you know, met uh, my realtor partner and really kind of felt it out and then started figuring out how to transition leads over. So, I mean, it's just exponential how much it grows when you actually figure something out. And I think we've sent just under 60 over in the last four, three or four months. And uh, so nine listed and probably more, quite a few more to come. I know we got a really good one yesterday that they're going out on an appointment for. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And see, that's the really cool thing when you know that you have money that that just shows up. And in the you know, we talked about KPIs, key performance integrator, or 
uh, indicators. The other piece is to have a really healthy business, you start looking at something called vertical integrations, where you can get paid from multiple streams of income. And so this is just one of those, uh, again, to, to level up as a business owner, this is a vertical integration where you're able to say, man, I'm already paying for this. I might as well get money to come in from that. And so um, one of the things I just want to say, I think is is amazing with Ryan is that he implemented fast. He didn't let, I mean, obviously, you know, he's a smart guy. He's doing a great thing. But one of the things that I've learned in life is... Uh, uh, there's oh man, there's a YouTube video, one of my favorite ones, um, a guy named Art Williams. It's a cheesy video from the 80s called Just Do It. And one of the things he said is he's like, he's like, you know, smart people, they, they always just screw up in business because they always get in their own way. They always overthink everything and then they don't do the right thing. And he's like, smart people have a hard time winning in business. <laughs> and, and that's one of those things that I've seen is that that a lot of us, and, and I, I guarantee you, I, I know I'm speaking right to somebody right now that you're overthinking things and you are, are not like literally just imitate and then innovate. Don't innovate too early. Don't be too smart. Don't outsmart yourself. Don't try to figure it out on your own. Find out what's working and just color by numbers. And I promise you, you find successful people and you imitate and then you innovate, you'll see things go well. And, and honestly, that's part of what I love about Ryan's story is like that, that first iteration where he's just trying to figure it out on his own. And then the second one where he says, man, I'm just going to do, I'm going to do what people tell me to do. And, and then I also know, you know, as he's tweaking things, as he's making it his own, as he continues to succeed, that's why he's going to continue to scale it out and grow to, you know, crazy, crazy levels. Ryan, what are some, uh, just as we're kind of starting to come to the end here, what are some things that I should be asking you that I haven't asked you yet? Oh, I did like the I don't know what I don't know thing, right? Um, <laughs> I think the biggest thing for me is um, for us, the biggest problem is we kind of subscribe to the, the ready, fire, aim strategy. And along the way, you'll find that your aim just gets steadier. And so I think entrepreneurs have this issue where they just want to jump into everything. So we had to fall back and become laser focused on certain things that we need to do in order to level up, right? The biggest thing was what you should ask me is what my idea was when I got into this business for three and a half, four years ago, and then what that iteration now looks like. And it would be completely different because there are people that are probably listening that think um, they want a hundred rentals. And honestly, I, I don't want to have a ton of rentals because it's just not something that fits the persona of what we want. Now we're probably going to have some for tax depreciation and things of that nature. But it's figuring out the direction that you want to go and realizing it's literally going to change every second of the day as you get introduced to more and more and you start learning from really smart people. One of my favorite phrases is uh, new levels, new devils. And uh, the funny thing, you, you kind of hinted at it, right? Like, you know, you don't necessarily want to have rental properties, but maybe you'll get some for the depreciation, right? Which is yeah. when you start making a lot of money, then you have to go next level and say, oh, crap. Now I'm making a lot of money and I'm giving away more money to the government every year than I used to make in two years. And yeah. uh, now how do I keep more money? Okay, buy rentals, depreciate the property so I can keep more. So, so that's that whole thing as you, you evolve. So I, I think that that was interesting how you threw that in there. You know, you see that, 
you know, that's a, that's the next level, but new levels. I think <laughs> at some point you, you'll get to the point where you do well enough that you get a CPA and they're going to yell at you that you need to depreciate. Right. And so, yeah. so eventually they'll say, don't you buy a lot of houses? Why aren't you keeping them? Because this is what's going to happen. And, and in all honesty, that's, you know, kind of where we're at is, is we have to start keeping some of them, but we'll keep the really good ones. And that's the, that's the part of it. And some of them will become flips and some will become seller financed and, and maybe Airbnb. And then we'll just keep doing the wholesaling as well. I mean, there's just a lot of different exit strategies. And the more you surround yourself with smart people that like the same things as you do, the more you're really going to learn. And and that's where I'm like constantly, I just want to wake up and learn something new. Yeah. Um, well, I love that. You know, I, I think that's, you know, one of my favorite phrases that I keep hearing from, from friends is keep the best, sell the rest, right? Like yeah. that's, that's the way to do it. And, and I'm a big fan of continuing to build out your rental portfolio, because even though your business is something that can become a business that generates a ton of revenue, again, it's a vertical integration, right? It's another place where revenue comes in but it's also passive. Some people will argue with me that it's not passive. <laughs> it's still a headache, but it's it's passive-ish <laughs> depending on who you put in place to manage it. And that it, it that it's a portfolio that, that doesn't go away. You never see your grandfather that sold his house 40 years ago and say, oh man, I'm so glad I sold that 40, 40 years ago. It's worth so much less now. It's ne- You never see that. Actually, I just saw something the other day that said the uh, if you bought a house 30 years ago, the average uh, average price was just over 100. It was like $109,000. And right now, um, average sales price in America is like uh, $353,000. So you're seeing just what kind of appreciation, and especially if you know if you're going to live in these houses, if you're going to hold them, and you know all of the other depreciation, and everything else. So anyway, we're we're starting to get off on a, on a, on a tangent here. I just wanted to get through with Ryan um, so that everybody could understand here that one obviously massive imperfect action is is so important. You go when you're ready enough. You know you don't go when you're ready. You go when you're ready enough, and you're going to get beat up. You're gonna. You're. I mean, man. Uh, I think anybody that's heard my story knows, like, I've been beat up a few times, like, been beat up bad. Um, Ryan's been beat up. Everybody that you talk to that ever does anything big has been beat up. But, you know, he's rebounded well. And then what he took from his his beating was that he needs to get into business with people. He needs to learn from people that are going to help him get there faster and kind of see around corners that he may not see around, which is why he's doing that, which is why I'm doing this, which is why everybody that's a high achiever has people in their life that's, that's helping them see around those corners. So um, that's that's kind of what I, I was really excited about with Ryan. And then finally, the last thing I want to talk about is just that that vertical integration here is, is making sure that Ryan is getting his marketing that he's spending a lot of money on, getting his maximum return on that. And so with that said, guys, um, if... Aria Revive can be of service to you. Definitely go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash revive. Click apply. We'd love to look at your business and see if you're bringing in enough leads that it makes sense. You don't have to bring in even that many to really monetize uh, stuff that you're bringing in. But if you're bringing in leads, we'd love to look at it and see if there's a way to monetize those dead leads to pay for your marketing expenses. Ryan, any final words for any entrepreneurs, anybody getting into this? um, If you could go back three and a half years and say, this is what you need to do to everybody listening right now. Um, one, meet good people, right? Like shameless plug. Chris is probably one of the best people I know in this industry. Like 
bar none. And so if you, if you meet good people and you surround yourself with them and they all have an abundance mindset instead of a scarcity mindset and you're all winning together, a rising tide floats all boats. Like people is the only thing that's going to get you through this business. And sometimes it's paying them and sometimes it's hiring them and sometimes it's just befriending them. So that's literally all it comes down to in this business. I love that. I'll tell you, most of my coaches have become very good friends of mine. And uh, uh, a lot of my students, the students that are the ones that like actually do what we talk about, have become good friends of mine as well. And so that I'll say that any program you get into, whether it's mine or somebody else's, just like Ryan's saying, you know, get to be buds with with uh, the people that are there. You know, do do the right thing, get to be buds. It's awesome. So, Ryan, this has been awesome. I love your story. I love your humility, being and, and your vulnerability to share, like, you know, the rough things. Because everybody loves to just tell their their successes, but uh, anybody that that shares their successes, you know, has the bumps. And uh, you know, for those of you that are going through bumps right now, just know that success is is not permanent and neither is failure you just got to pick yourself up and keep moving forward but until then go live on common kick butt take names do what you got to do to win and uh, i'll see you guys out there that's all for this episode your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.